All right, guys, it's Paul and Ed with the Mid Convo Podcast. And today we have a special guest, Puno, the founder of I Love Creatives. We're about to get it today. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm super excited to ch- chat with Puno. Is someone that we've been following for a while now, and she's just a creative genius, in my opinion. So just her personality is awesome. So let's roll intro music and just start the conversation. First things first, Puno, you showed up a little bit ago and now we're drinking coffee out of a wine glass. Um, <laughs> how many cups of coffee do you have each day? Mm, not much. Really? Yeah, I'm like a one cup, I barely finish it kind of gal. Dang. I know. I think I'm just naturally you got the caffeinated. Energy. Yeah. That's fire. Yeah, but I like it. Like I like the, I like having a cup. I like the whole, yeah, ritual of it. What's like the most important thing in your morning routine each day you wake up these days get the baby out of the bed <laughs> <laughs> paul's like relatable low-key i'd be forgetting sometimes honestly <laughs> so i have the i have the night shift and the morning shift wow yeah so that i can day and night i can like mm-hmm. or like sleep shift I guess. Yeah. yeah yeah so i'm on so i i've been like taking i've been picking her up every morning at 7 a.m or th- today it was six Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. So I gotta be like. So you have the night <laughs> the night shift. Does that mean like you're up at the wee hour? Like you're literally up at three a.m., four a.m. Sometimes. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes. Yeah. I was this morning. Yeah. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. And you made it here. Thank you so much. Yeah. Seriously. I don't know. It's weird. I feel like I. I don't know. I'm a vampire. I- <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> yes. I want. <laughs> We're about to get into it. This yeah, episode's this about is to be great. Oh my <laughs> I need to go over there, take a picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, we're in a pretty cool space. <laughs> we rented this for the podcast today. Uh, we have listeners that probably, you know, are familiar with I Love Creatives and Puno and what you do, and maybe some that don't. Yeah. Can you tell us just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're doing right now? Okay. 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 So the I. The elevator pitch. <laughs> the elevator pitch. Not good at that, by the way. <laughs> um, I so I started I Love Creatives, which is basically an online. You know what? Actually, we call it now the digital trade school. Wow, for creatives, that's, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. So I start. So we basically do online education, but we have a community and jobs and lots of random things. That's. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love love that. that. So uh, (laughs) she's a part of all things. Yeah. And we also have a studio that's like a design agency. Mm -hmm. And we do like branding and packaging and videos. Wow. What's that called? I Love Creatives Studio. Ooh, brand extension. Yeah, brand extension. You started the umbrella company. Mm -hmm. And now you're building out the little... uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I love building rabbit holes in my whole world and like... Anything that can help, like, can be in this ecosystem, you know, like, mm. that's like my jam. I'm wow. always looking for links, you know? That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. I'm so curious. So, you're a creative at heart. What the heck made you want to create educational materials and, like, yeah. build this community based platform uh-huh. in an industry where, let's be honest, we often look at it like there's gatekeeping and there's competition. So, what made you be like, do you know what? I'm going to share everything that I've learned with mm-hmm. everyone and have it be something that almost fuels their success. Uh-huh. That's cool. <sighs> okay. I so so it really started because I Love Creatives was originally a job board. Oh. Yeah. So it just that's how it started. It was a newsletter. Mm-hmm. It was just these ads that look like classified ads, right? And then I was bootstrapping. I was like doing web design and I needed to find a junior designer Mm -hmm. to help me. So I put an ad out on my own website on I Love Creatives. And then like I got over 100 applicants. Wow. Wow. And uh, this is for like, I mean, the title was I need help. I need a junior Squarespace web designer. Wow. And I will pay 20 to $40 an hour based on experience. That was like, it was very specific. Mm-hmm. And a hundred people said that they wanted to apply this, right? Out of those a hundred, 95 of them, I think, just didn't 
it wasn't what I needed. It was basically like Squarespace template-y looking mm-hmm. things. And then um, I was like thinking about that and how niche and weird this whole Squarespace web design <laughs> thing is anyways. And totally. how would they know, yep. you know, that that's good or what's bad or what's good or what I needed. And so I made a Squarespace course and I was just like, okay, I'm going to go in on this. Just like you guys are going in on this podcast. I was like, okay, I, I don't like the way online courses look right now. I mm. don't like how they feel. I don't like the marketing funnels that they have. Um, I don't like the portals. I don't like the LMS. I just want to make everything from scratch. Mm. And so I made my own, um, I hired a 3D designer and I made my own portal with like gamification. I used to work at Activision. So like I love that kind of stuff. Um, totally unnecessary, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> like you don't need that. <laughs> totally. But I just wanted it. And then that was the first course. And I was thinking like if I could at least get, I don't know, a thousand people to like want to take this course and it'll be worth it. Um, and then it, it was. And so I pivoted and like really went in on island online education. Dang. Yeah. How many people signed up for that course? Yeah. Signed up and actually like uh, about 3,500. That's yeah. insane. 3,500 maybe. Cause yeah. I mean, we, like I always think about proof of concept Yeah. before like leveling up. Yeah. And like, was that an aha moment where you're like, Oh, what? I'm like onto something. Yeah. At that, yes. Dang, I would have turned That's on crazy. some like T Pain. Sorry. That's my <laughs> music I dance to. I was like, the, I remember the first time that I, uh, or when we uh, did the wait list, I was just surprised how many people even like applied or not applied, but uh, signed up for the wait yeah. list. And then, like, we have, yeah, there's just. That's insane. It was insane. And I thought it was more insane because it's Squarespace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, you took a tool that was readily available yeah. and like optimized. Everyone's trying to create something from scratch, but use a tool that was already on the market then made it your own. Yeah. And that's how it kind of blew up. Yeah. And I think it helps too, because if you asked me like 10, 15 years ago, yeah. <laughs> like, would you be a Squarespace website designer? I probably would be like, what are you talking about? You can't make that much money. But mm-hmm. I, I made over six figures doing wow, wow. it. So I was like, I think when I talked about the actual money that I made, that's when people were like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, you know? that's cool. Yeah, like yeah. six figures. People mm-hmm. say six figures for yeah. a reason. Because it's sweet it's that you six. paved the way for that, <laughs> though, and you were open about it. Yeah. Because we both ran in entrepreneurs and like creatives that are like not willing to talk about money. Pricing, business. I love talking about money. I would love to say like before, we actually did a good amount of research on I Love Creatives and Puno. And one thing that we loved was the episode you did on a pod of on freelancing. And we noticed like you're just your vibe. Like you just love talking about money. (laughs) And like not, don't take it that like that. I'm just saying like you're very comfortable with it. And you're really good at like crashing down those walls of like the taboo topics. Mm-hmm. And so have you always just been like that? Like your authenticity authenticity, and your trans- transparency has just always just been a thing you're down for or did you learn over time? I think I think so because, or at least when it mattered, um, I remember the first time that I even thought about it was when I wanted a raise. Wow. I, I was working at an advertising agency. I was a art director and I... I was making $50,000, but I wanted I wanted more. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but I totally. didn't know how much more. Mm-hmm. So I like went to all the other senior art directors and I was like, hey, so how much money do you make? I love that. <laughs> that's, that's great. Wait, that's was, awesome. was that in like the break room? Yeah. Like by the Keurig? Like, and then yeah. when they told you, you were just like, what am I doing? Yeah, well, I mean, sure, it stood in front of the door, but you yeah. Know. <laughs> That's awesome. And I had potato chips and I was like, so, you know, make it casual. (laughs) But like this one art director was like, oh, yeah, I make $80,000. And I was like, I want to make $80,000. And so, yeah. So, I mean, so since then, I just ask people all the time, like, hey, how much money do you make? (laughs) Or like, what do you Remember, I just asked you too, like, how much did that cost? Yeah. How much did that cost? You have to. Yeah. I think it's a shortcut. And I also think your personality, though. Yeah kind of helps yeah because me and ed have talked about on previous episodes 
we grow up with almost not being told not to talk about money. Right. Yeah. Like growing up, I remember going to junior high and a friend of mine being like, what did your dad make? I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to puke. I don't know. <laughs> or like you would never go to someone's house and be like, bro, this pad is sick. Yeah. How much does your dad make? Yeah. It's like we're told not to talk about money. Freelancers deal with this. And yeah. I know that like when people listen to like, you know, you on podcasts and just like I love creatives and social media, it's a breath of fresh air to be like, wow, there's actually a way to talk about pricing and money that's not scary business, and yeah. also isn't going to like, I mean, let's back up for a second though. <laughs> was there ever a point where your voice would quiver a little bit when you're like, what do you make? Or like, <laughs> hey, can I get a raise type of thing? Yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. It's still awkward and it's like, but I try, I remember when I did ask for that $80,000 raise, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I kind of went really extreme. Mm -hmm. I like found another job. Mm-hmm. That would pay me $80,000. Oh, dang. And I used that as my ultimatum. Mm. And my... At your current job. At my current job. And wow. my executive creative director called me on it. He's like, you want this much and this company is going to pay you this much? And I was like, yes. And he's like, and you would leave this company to go work here. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so valuable. Also, props to you for being proactive in that. Wow. Yeah. You had the backup plan. I had the backup plan, but he called me on it because I didn't want to leave. <laughs> That's smart. But I didn't have leverage. Yo, that's awesome. So it was kind of like he doesn't know if I'm serious, but I clearly mm -hmm. have this other job offer. Mm. So that's a power play. <laughs> that's a power play. Do you have like power play? <laughs> some sound effects. Yeah, we we'll need put the some air horns board in. Right here. Yeah. Air horns. We thought about getting a little bored with like sounds. Oh, yeah. of course. And letting our guests be like, air horns. Air <laughs> so I'll, I'll just do it with my mouth. I'll power play. <laughs> <laughs> I know Puno can just probably full of sound effects. He could probably at the end. Can we get you saying that in three different like versions so then we can use it? A thousand percent. Right, you know cool. that? Okay. I also before I got pregnant made a VO reel. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. That's I, cool. But I haven't done it. Was it Voices.com type of thing? What do you mean? Like, like to get hired for VO? Profile? Yeah. Oh, that's Dang. cool. I ain't gonna lie. I definitely set up a Voices.com profile years ago <laughs> when my mom's like, the, dude, the, he has a really good. You have like, the voice. I, I wanted to be a sports voice. announcer. Oh. Yeah. I'll do your little, I'll do a little like announcing later for At you. At the end. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Maybe we should do like a, um, a photo or a Lightroom competition where you sports cast it. Oh, I would go off. <laughs> Yo, with monitors to like yeah. see where people are at yeah. with their edits. Oh, snap. He just masked that <laughs> mole. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or even like web designers that are kind of like kind of introverted and quiet. Yeah. Just crushing like code in Squarespace. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That will play. <laughs> um, dude, we could just oh try my your, gosh. I could just chat about nothing with you guys and we'd be laughing the whole yeah. time. So we want to talk about, we'll talk about money more in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I want to know um, what the heck it was like when you became a mom. Because mm. oh how old is your, your baby? Seven months. Seven months. So like, what was that like? Because I know that there's... People that maybe are even working nine to fives, or yeah. I don't care if you're a freelancer or whatever, it's almost like a moment where you're like, okay, what's gonna change? Yeah. What's gonna happen? Yeah. How am I gonna have to pivot? What does that look like for you? Or what did it look like? Well, I have to talk about my assumptions and my thoughts before wow. I had oh, her. That's, that's valuable, yes. You know? Mm -hmm. So before I thought that I would go back to work mm -hmm. after six weeks. <laughs> I don't need no maternity. I thought I was yeah. like, I'm going to hire help. I like we had the, you know, I was going to like just go back. Mm -hmm. And I think that I just didn't. My concept of time was different. I felt like when Frankie came, I didn't realize and this sounds so lame, but I didn't realize how much I wanted to hang out with her. Wow. Like, you know, it sounds kind of mean, actually, but I thought that, like, I needed to, you know, s make sure that I figure out my time so that I could still do the things that I want to do. But now I'm like, no, actually, I really want to hang out with her. How does this, how does everything else fit around that? Mm. And that was, like, a total mind shift for me. Um, and help is real. Like, if mm. you don't have, okay, if you don't have, for me, child care like we had to get a full-time nanny and if your 
baby is not sleeping through the night, like it's so impossible to do anything. Yeah. So yeah. I had to get those two things and I didn't know anything about sleep training. I didn't know what the hell a wake window was <laughs> until like maybe four weeks in. And I was like, Dang. what is all of this stuff? Yeah. And so I have like this huge spreadsheet now that like has the exact like t sleep schedules that I needed wow. for her. And now we're good, you know, like, but yeah. The, those two things. Wait, what did you say about how I was like a mom? <laughs> like what, what changed? I mean, oh yeah, was your business? Were you just like, yeah, I'm gonna continue working those hours oh. and like? Okay, okay, sorry. There's just so much I have to say about this. So <laughs> yes, the other thing was um, before I was about to, you know, have a baby. Yeah, I asked my other founder friend, like, what did she do to prepare her team? And so she was like, so I did a dry run, like a two week dry run to act like I wasn't here Whoa! and to find all the holes and start delegating the shit out of them. That's amazing. Yeah, it was so good. So then we did that for two weeks <laughs> and then um, everything was like on a notion table and it was all delegated, mm. every single thing. Mm -hmm. um, and that two weeks went really well. Mm. So I was like, cool, I felt really good. Um, and then when I went on mat leave and I came back, the team had thrived. Wow. That's cool. Thrived. Like they all felt a little bit more per, uh, responsibility. They had jurisdiction. They ha were able to make decisions on their own. They didn't question themselves so much. And now that I'm back, I'm like, whoa, I literally can focus on something else that's amazing. because like this this machine is now it's working yeah and it's just it's been that's been incredible so i would say like if you have a team i mean just believe in them wow and you know you never know and it was just, i don't know it was you just built really out good. you built out sops though SOPs. I, like you built you built out <laughs> processes and stuff what is an sop standard operating procedures standard operating procedures. It's no, like but probably like, all the systems you have but in notion, notion right now you yeah. built out a notion how things were going to flow and work with the change in the pivot yeah so then things can continue to operate and grow yes which i feel like I, i'll be honest i forgot to do that when my first part i'm like <laughs> you know my clients be hitting me up what the heck <laughs> But like they didn't give a crap because yeah. they're like, no, we, we need these edits ASAP for this campaign that's going out next month. Yeah. So um, it's cool to hear that because your leadership and that obviously helped produce, you know, fresh fruit on the other side. I'm curious, though, with kind of that time, do you f did you feel pressure to come back right away or were you like, no, oh, I'm going to chill? I didn't feel pressure to come back right away. I want I of course I want to come back. Like I have so many ideas about what we can do. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I like the whole point of me making I Live Creatives and like having this lifestyle anyways is to do whatever I want at the time. Wow. You know, so mm -hmm. like I can have that pressure and I think it's healthy to have a little bit of that pressure, but I don't like make it an emotional energy suck, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So. Dang. How yeah. many people are working at I Live Creatives right now? Um, Like, 10. Sheesh. That's a lot. But they're not all full-time. But that's okay. awesome. Yeah. And Dang. Yeah. You guys have a physical office or are you remote? And we've been remote before COVID. Dang. I'm I'm that kind of person. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also like the kind of person I realize this. I'm not good at... Uh, Micromanaging? Building culture. Okay. It's weird because you would think, oh, you're so personable, blah, blah, blah. But when I want to work, I want to work. Mm. Like, I want to get things done. I'm not mean, mm -hmm. but I just, I want to get things done. I want to work with people that I can rely on and mm. trust and feel like you're helping me. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, so what I realized is that I really like autonomous, remote t kind of people, like freelancers. Mm -hmm. And that team just happened to like collide right before maternity leave. Cause I've had lots of different people that I've worked with before then. Um, but now I know that that's like the, t the type of people I like to. How long do you think it took you? Like how many years of like outsourcing here and there, like getting a freelancer to help you with that or for yeah. that whole, yeah. how long, how many years do you think it took to get to this point of like, okay, this five, this is my team. Five, five years. years, five years. Wow. Dang. I feel like every small. But I feel like I had yeah. it. I feel like I've always had it. Mm -hmm. I've always worked with really great people. But I think that there's always like, you know, one or two people that 
they realize I'm not the right fit for them mm-hmm. or the company's not the right for, fit for them and vice versa. Mm. So I don't think that it's like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a point where this team that I currently have, something's going to break down. Like, mm. you know, and it's not for anything. It's just because we're people. We like to change. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't like, I'm just relaxed right now and I'm like enjoying the moment. Mm-hmm. But I also know, you know. You're with, being realistic. It's just like human. We're going to not always do the same thing. I yeah. mean. <gasps> hey, let's hit the dolphin noise. <laughs> dolphin her. <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, man. I love to shift gears just a slight, a little bit. Um, one thing I'm so fascinated by, by what you do, Puno, is like the branding that you do. Like, Come on. You've, in, it's you've inspired so many people. It's seriously so inspiring. Like just the way you do everything, like the micro to the macro, like your website to like your Instagram post to like your captions, like everything you do is so intentional, but also like the branding behind it is so you unapologetically in a way. Can you tell me, like, where do you find inspiration from? Like, how did you craft that, like, super unique just personality? And it's and all custom. Yeah, like, right? What do you mean all custom? Like, from the beginning, you talked about building out of creatives kind of from the ground up. Yeah. And yeah. how you wanted to create something that was customized and new and fresh, you know, fresh designs versus the template, right? Uh-huh. So, um, off yeah, of, how yeah. do you make it custom to yourself? Do you just, oh, this is an idea I have and you just run with it? Like, I or? think when people see your yeah. work and also... Honestly, your style, I can pl- I can literally pick it out of a mood board. I'm like, that's from I Love Creative. I want to see this actually. <laughs> <laughs> like this has happened before as I've worked with teams on figuring out content for their website, what they're inspired by for design. Oh. And it's like you pop, I know you pop up on people's mood boards all the time and radar when it comes to like the design and the mm-hmm. branding. I Well, in terms of the branding, I think it really helps that I'm a web designer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I I didn't find my style until I built I Love Creatives mm-hmm. and actually until I started doing Squarespace websites because before that I was an art director and I would be working on Pepsi and Wells Fargo and they had their own brand guidelines so I could mm-hmm. never like branch out. Yeah. And then when I had to do that and also when I was working on these Squarespace websites, it was all these like little mini projects um, of people that had similar taste. Mm. So that allowed me to like, you know, find fonts that I liked. It allowed me to find uh, photos, photo styles that I liked, Mm -hmm. layouts that I liked. It just gave me like all of this information. And then... um, because I'm a Squarespace designer and I Love Creatives is built on that, I was just able to iterate on mm. the design whenever I felt like it, which was all the time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that helped. Like you guys are looking, you know, at it right now. Like, mm-hmm. wow, she must have done some kind of big plan. Yeah. <laughs> she must have had like, totally. yeah. you know, and no, I was literally iterating as I go. And um, in terms of like copy, I... It wasn't until I graduated from college that I didn't realize I was a pretty decent writer mm. because I I was like trying to get a job and this copywriter, uh, no, sorry, this creative director was like, well, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a copywriter or art director? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know Photoshop, so copywriter? <laughs> yeah, totally. And then he was like, do you have any writing? And I actually had this like, little Dreamweaver site where I wrote stories about ants biting my eye or something. That's cool. And then he was just like, (laughs) this is so funny. And he was like, you are a really good writer. And I was like, how do you like, what's a good writer to you? And he was like, because I can hear your voice. Like, it's like, you're talking to me. And Mm. so I was like, Oh, so I could just do that. Yeah. (laughs) And so I just like leaned in on that ever since i think that's a golden nugget because regardless of what you're pursuing yeah if your voice comes through and whatever your content style is or copywriting or even web design like that's huge because i feel like that's a true artist like if you look at like picasso and like all these like you know historical artists you can look at their artwork and be like i know whose that is it's not a copy necessarily right yeah it's a it's a a distinct style that really stands out sure that's awesome I think, but at the same time, like, I feel like 
Yeah, writing's weird, right? Because mm-hmm. writing is one of those things that it's not like design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Design I definitely copied to create and like copied and iterated. Mm-hmm. Um I call it activating inspiration. Hey. hey. Come on, air horns. <laughs> that was a nuggie. <laughs> but basically, I I don't know, with with copywriting, it's so different. It's it it really is like you, mm-hmm. but everybody has, a, everybody here has a different voice exactly. and like they intonations yeah. and slang. How much of your success would you attribute to like just something you're naturally maybe gifted with and how much of it is like calculated like skills that you've learned? I, I think I'm not afraid to talk to strangers. Ooh. When I was really young, like in junior high, I got in trouble. <laughs> I got in big, big trouble and I had to move. My my dad made me live with my grandparents hey. in a totally different city when I was in eighth grade. Dang. Wow. So I moved into a new junior high and I had to make friends like immediately because mm-hmm. and, and particularly I knew I didn't want to sit by myself at the lunch table. Mm. And I was like, I was just like from the first period till whenever lunch was. I was like, I got to make a friend. I got to make a friend. I got to make a friend. And then I just saw this other girl who looked really shy. And I went up to her and I was like, can, can I sit with you at lunch? <laughs> <laughs> and I told her, I was like, I'm new here. I'm telling you, I'm like freaking out about this lunch table thing. Oh my gosh. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, and totally. Then, so I sat with her and I realized at that point, like, I need, like, it's, it's okay to talk to strangers and like, you know, talk about your fears or whatever. And since then, I've never had a problem talking to a stranger. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. so, so important because uh, with I Love Creatives, like being able to ask all these people, like what do things cost? Like, how do I market? What do you mm. do? Da, da, da. Like, I've been able to just source all this information and, you know, implement it. So, mm-hmm. wow, yeah. There's like soft skills that come from that. Oh, yeah. That can't be teached. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be honest with you. We both know that a lot of freelancers drop the ball on discovery calls or the money conversations because they don't have confidence in speaking or ha- like simply having conversations with people of yeah. authority. Yeah. Where that season of you, hey, I want to be friends with you. <laughs> like, what the heck? I'm new to the school. <laughs> like, that is that was so pivotal, it sounds like, in every part of your business now. Yeah. Um, because I don't know, like I'll meet introverts and they'll blame being introverted on why they're not able to do certain things, which sure. totally understand. But I do think like you put yourself out there in these situations that sometimes seem kind of uncomfortable and ultimately it's going to help you on the other end. I have a suggestion for introverts. Yeah. I, I, if I'm like not sure what to say, I <laughs> lean on questions. Wow. And I lean on how can I help this person? Like what problem does this person have in their life, in their work that I can just help them with? Wow. And then even if I don't know the answer, I'll Google it or I'll try to figure it out for someone. But like as a freelancer, you are in the service-based industry. Yeah. Like, and you are always trying to figure out someone else's problem. That's why you get paid. Mm-hmm. So I just, I like lean on that all the time and you don't have to have personality to help someone, you mm. know, you just need to help them. Yeah. That's so awesome. I do feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe just the way we all live with social media and everyone's kind of like trying to make YouTube, trying to make content, everyone's trying to share their own voice. I feel like asking questions and like it's kind of get lost. Like there's not that many people to just focus on asking questions and not talking like yeah it's just listening you know like listening to other people that's like kind of something that gets lost i feel so Mm -hmm. it's a really good tip for people who are maybe introverted who don't want to speak all the time because there's this big pressure which was my next question with social media there's like this big pressure to just show up every day always be talking always have a voice have a personality but some people i feel like are just not like that yeah and i think that introverts are the best listeners so it's like they're leaning in on their own superpower in a way you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. just ask the questions Mm -hmm. how have you um adapted with the social media like change is all like every time you have social media posts and i see i'm like this is so like creative and 
something that I probably would never think of posting because I'm like trying to fit myself into some sort of template or uh, what works. Are you talking about I Love Creatives or like my personal stuff? Both, both. Yeah, because they're both very creative in their own ways. But I'm, I also really love your personal account because you show so much of your like your personal life, but it's still somehow like branded. Like it still fits into like, <laughs> If you launch a clothing brand tomorrow, yeah. low key, I'd buy some stuff. It's like it's like if you sold anything, it's just Ganny. Yeah, like yeah. if you sold anything, yeah. dang, she just name dropped. <laughs> Yo, that's awesome. Like, I love that about your work because it's something that just shows up in your everyday life. Well, I can't take credit for I Love Creatives. I that was all the team for mm. sure, and like the way that they come up with social media posts, I feel like it's its own little art form, anyways. Um, but we, if you scroll back, I mean, for both feeds. All right, I'll check that out after. Yeah, mm-hmm. just yeah. go all the way back to the parrots. Hey, the parrots. <laughs> I think my first post was like parrots and like two <laughs> different photos of parrots, but like very similar angles. And then the next one was like bread, I think. <laughs> this oh is like 2014. Gosh. That's 2014? awesome. When did you join Instagram? Um, probably 2000, I was early, like really early, like 2014, 2014, yeah. 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Like before, like before video. Oh, yeah. Way, yeah, way for before, sure. Yeah. Yeah. When people were actually just uploading food photos with like a filter that Instagram Weird. Yeah. provided. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, remember when the, the logo travel all photos different? where there was like the, the hat oh, and the, yeah. And the yeah, mountains. Yeah, yeah. Well, he knows all about that because he's a uh, Pacific Northwest guy over here. Yeah, dude. dude. That was like a huge niche. Find it, live it. I'm so glad you're out of that <laughs> season of life. I know. Now here on the mic doing podcasts. I'm so <laughs> thankful I came out of that season. <laughs> Bro, you're not really like an REI guy. No, no. I'm like left the f- like flannels and cold brew at home. So it's all good. <laughs> we're good. I got some questions that came up as you were talking about all of creatives. Um, like out of just the the journey of like having that team and all, you, you had to give up a little bit almost like I feel like as a freelancer, we try to figure out like when is the right time to grow the team and like how do you give up maybe budgets in order to scale? What was that like? Was it easy for you because you knew that like by bringing other experts on that you were going to be able to level up? I feel like I'm I don't know where this came from, but I, I'm a UX designer. Yeah. Um, and I am like, I love to be efficient. Mm. Like I really love trying to figure out operations, my SOP. Hey. Um, mm-hmm. so because of those two things, like I have become a fast and patient teacher, mm. um, because of UX, I can break down processes, break down That's cool. things. And then because of my efficiency, I'm like quick to delegate, quick to like give people something. And then just being patient in general allows me to like teach anyone anything. Mm -hmm. So I've never really had too much of a problem releasing most tasks. Um, But there are some things that I still kind of just want to do. And I think that's okay. Like I'm, I'm a little protective of some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's just normal. Like there's certain things you don't want to give up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like for me, I don't want to be 50 shooting photos on the beach in Miami. Right. I want to be coaching. Right. But like, you bet I'm still going to bring my Fuji camera and like take photos and yeah. stuff. Like there's parts of the process that you just enjoy and you yeah. don't want to give it up. Yeah. I know? think also that happens when you get older too and you're mm-hmm. just like, I'm ready. Wait, how old are you? I'm turning 30 this year. You're turning 30? Th- oh, I mean, you're not old. Yeah. I'm old. Oh, I didn't say Come, I'm old. I'm- <laughs> I said when I'm 50. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, you guys are- <sighs> but you, I mean, you're not old because you, you know what a horseshoe is. <laughs> <laughs> what? Off the, the horseshoe. It's a horseshoe. The, the hot, hot shoe. shoe. Hot shoe. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know what it is. I'm not even a gear guy, but I... <laughs> Oh my god, bro! <laughs> Thomas behind the camera is like looking He's at died. Paul, like, dude, come on, <laughs> man! Like, coffee? <laughs> bro, you know I never use oh that thing. Ho- Whatever's on top of the camera, <laughs> yeah, I don't do use. Do you want more coffee? Mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! I love it. Um, I do that all the time. I wanted to know where you came up with slashy. Oh, because so on I Love Creatives, we have creative directory, like all these different creatives, and. Uh, I was getting frustrated because they would write like 
photographer, brand person, guitarist, I don't know, whatever. It was just slash, 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 slash. And I had to increase the div on the website <laughs> to accommodate all yeah. of these slashes. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, these eh, eh, slashies. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, yeah, that's where it came from. That's so cool. And that's where like the name just slashies was birth. Yeah. birth. Yeah. yeah. See, that's such a cool like idea and such a cool concept. And I'm always fascinated by people who just come up with stuff like that that just shooting from the hip and it just comes to them. I don't know, man. I think maybe I'm an only child. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Where do you want I Love Creatives to be going, like headed in a couple, within wow. like a two to three year span? That's a great question. I don't usually plan or think about things until baby. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously, I've never thought yeah. about three years out, blah, 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 blah. Um, but now I feel like with five years of I Love Creatives under my belt, I I think that we hit something where people want to upskill. People want to be more creative in their work, but they don't know necessarily what that is or how to get there and what jobs could allow them to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's our goal to figure out what those opportunities are and how you can actually apply and get get that opportunity mm -hmm. so that's why i was saying um we're gonna we're the new trade school mm. because i think that there's you know there was itt tech for a sec yeah mm -hmm. but there's all these jobs now that like nobody knows even exists mm -mm. like at all um and it might be the thing that they could do so that's cool yeah i think that's what we're gonna do um because i was on mat leave I wasn't able to like do some of the courses before I did all the courses. Mm -hmm. And so now we're outsourcing and like finding people that are really transparent mm -hmm. about money, about process, about everything. Um, love to teach, like actually want to help people succeed. Mm -hmm. And then um, just have a really like, like their job, you know? So we're finding those people and then working with them to create um, courses. That's so that valuable. That is amazing. I love it because you've cultivated this thing that experts and creatives can be a part of in order to, again, go out and share with others how to do the same thing like pricing and negotiation and like design. How many products or like digital products or courses or workshops right now are under I Love Creatives? Oh gosh, I should know this. Because I think I was mind blown when I was like, digging into all the links uh-huh i'm like there's a freaking dedicated page for everything and it's so dialed <laughs> yeah like <laughs> oh my goodness there was like but it's organized like super, super organized, organized gifs copy everything was like super on point like how many products just like ballpark would you say you guys have right now or resources uh you mean courses we have like under 10 okay um resources i don't know like maybe like 20 that's awesome but it, honestly, the resources are stuff that we're just creatively interested in doing. Mm -hmm. um, and or or someone's asked me like, hey, do you do you know how to find your hourly rate? And I'm like, yeah, I like made the spreadsheet when I was a freelancer. And so then I'll just put it on the site. That's so to valuable. Be efficient because I don't want to like have to tell that person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's just here. I <laughs> like, just use the tool. Just use the tool. I love it that it's a useful tool that you've used yeah. and that you're sharing with others yeah. versus just like making something to make something. Because um, that goes such a long way because we all know that, like we talked about earlier, coming up with your rate, I don't care what your lane is as a freelancer. Dude, it's stressful it's a for a freaking battle. Yeah. And uh, the fact that you've created that for people like, what's it called on your website? So Do the math. Do the math. Well, Come on. We have to, like, point people. In That's the right description that. of this yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Yo, gosh. You guys got to get it right and figure out your day rate or yeah. a ballpark price. Yeah, because you won't know. Even if you want to do project-based estimates, you need to know your costs. Mm -hmm. So... Tell me why, Puno. We could do an entire episode on pricing. You already did. And no, me and you, oh. and Ed could. <laughs> and I would need to be standing like, up because we it. would go off. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like I, we're just open micing. Strange enough, like <laughs> all the time. I know you, it's something you're passionate about. I've become obsessed with that part. With what part? The pricing, pricing. and the money and the oh negotiation. yeah, you guys are so good at talking um, about that. And I want to tell you, like, one thing that I want to be doing that I feel like might kind of speak to what you guys are doing 
is uh, I want people to call me when they're going into a big pitch oh. uh, to help them prepare for that conversation, to navigate mm. pricing. I'm going to call you in our next big pitch. <laughs> oh, I would love that. And I'm inspired by this book called Pitch Anything Okay. by this gentleman named Oren Claff. Uh-huh. He's a freaking beast because he gets called into like 10, 50, $100 million gigs. Wow. Or, um, you know, like projects. the project budget. Yeah. Uh, and companies will call him and say, yo, we're going to fly you in, spend a week with us, get to know our company, what we're doing, and then help us sell and we'll give you a percentage. Ooh. And when I heard that, I it's was like, like a whole thing. I'm like, that's kind of what I want to be doing. Besides being a sports announcer someday. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Sports announcer voice. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I want to do all these things or be a cartoon. <laughs> mm. Just because of, I want to, I can see the cartoon. Because you're on this episode and we love talking about pricing. What are some, besides knowing your rate with the do the math calculator, what are like three things that people should consider when trying to figure out that pricing dance with that client? Um, like, do you have any golden nuggets that come to mind when you're like, you know, this was helpful in kind of building my business or something maybe that you uh -huh. bring in a conversation with your coaching clients? I think this might be controversial, but I feel like you need to one, know what phase you're in as a freelancer. Facts. So if you're like in phase one, phase one is I've never had a client. Like you're coming into that conversation with just, I just need work. I You need to have portfolio mm -hmm. like pieces period mm -hmm. so that's your objective you know and i d i i know that you can definitely get paid for things but like that's not the point mm. for me yeah. i'm like phase one just focus on that and i think when i started i was like thinking that i need to get paid my worth and blah 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 and it's like well, you got to figure out what your worth is. And the only way to show what your worth is, is through your portfolio. So you need a portfolio. Um, so yeah. yeah. So I think like, and then after that, once you're in like phase two, maybe and you've had like 15, 20 clients under your belt, you have kind of like this history of estimates already. Yeah. And so from there, you can always play around with margins. Um, and you can also kind of start figuring out, asking your friends and seeing like, what are the prices? Just um, be like Puno and ask, yeah. what did you charge? How much do you charge? <laughs> what do you, what do you, yeah. I do. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, that's good. Yeah, that's how I found that's, out. That's, that's how I found out. I was like, oh, I should be charging $60,000 for this website. I didn't know that until Sheesh. I asked, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of mind blown by what you just said. What? <laughs> the $60,000 for All the right, website. can we move on to phase three before Ed freaks out here? <laughs> I'm like, like so no, I'm like, Ed's contemplating. <laughs> he's contemplating getting into web design and code and all that now. I'm not. He's literally, <laughs> he's literally clowning right now. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Although I do love design. I think what's yeah. Paul and I just we we love design, which is why I think I love creators as a brand. Like typography, we love typography, and that's like a big part. I think of just design in general. What part of typography do you like? Just like looking at fonts. Yeah, mm. like just for me, or making a font. No, not making a font. I think it's more so just like the visual aspect for me, like looking at it. Uh -huh. I think it's interesting how our brain will like look at something and like just because it's placed in a certain spot on a page and like it registers this is good and then one registers this is bad. Yeah. Like the psychology behind that makes it's like in, it's like interesting for me. Oh. So I guess it's it's just that and like why does this boldness of this font make me feel different than this boldness of this font. Right. Like spacing between letters. Why does this make it me feels. feel more modern? Right. This one feels tight and I don't know, like yeah. more minimal. I don't know. Like those kind of things are just fascinating to yeah. me. I think yeah. that's where we get along though. I love layout and presentation. Yeah. Yeah. When I first became a brand photographer, <laughs> guess what? I created decks that were so well designed, like proposals, that I would send them off to brands or agencies and they would get back to me and be like, can we use this as like our, our in-house template? <laughs> like, can we just and, change uh, it? It's our template. It's yeah. because I rubbed shoulders and asked like some of my favorite designers um, in Minnesota where I grew up how to do formatting and like fonts and like how to do all the design and like the colors. So then I could get to a point where brands were hiring me not only because of like my work, but also the presentation that came with the pitch. Yeah. And I think that goes a long way. Right? Oh, uh, yeah. I when I was um I was I went to UT Austin. Ooh. And I went to the business school. But this was 2002. Nice. So like I mean business school was not really doing a lot for me. But um what I learned in the business school is how to make a good 
deck. Hey, that deck though. Yeah, because we'd have to like do pitches, right? Yeah. And our, I think it made a chocolate company or whatever, whatever. But people were like, that was so good. Like your company idea is so good. I'm like, it's a chocolate company, but I think you're talking about the deck. Mm. Like the deck was sick, That's you know? Awesome. And then I knew, I was like, oh, decks are sick. So then um, I, I actually, um, one of my cousins was like, can I intern with you? I was like, sure. And so one of the things I would told her was like, you gotta know how to make a deck. And it was the first- It's a valuable skill. It's so valuable. And it was the first time, like basically I would be like, okay, today you need to research SEO and then do a a 10 page presentation on it. And then she would do it and the, the the presentation was fine. Like the information was good, but the deck was ugly. You're like those margins. <laughs> oh, no. You're like those margins but though. How, how would she, the margins. <laughs> oh, I can't with the margins. The margins. So I like, I was like, oh my gosh, the basics of the margins. Yeah. Didn't know having different fonts, like which font is a good font. So I was just kind of like deconstructing my decks and like reteaching it to her. And I was like, whoa, this is so crazy. And she like made an amazing deck and that's mm. how she got her first job. Wow. Do you have a course on literally the deck? deck course? What should we call it? You gotta make a deck. Knowing you and like the words you come up with, <laughs> I think you need to come up with something where literally, uh, yeah. I don't care what business you're in. I even like know friends of mine that are trying to get nine to five jobs at agencies where they're like, I'm trying to like figure out my resume on LinkedIn. I'm like, Create a deck. Okay. Deck or business plan? Ooh. Deck all day. <laughs> deck all day. Dude, that's what we should call it. The product deck should be called day. Deck All Day. That's a perfect product. I would say name. straight decks. <laughs> straight decks. Oh my goodness. Deck all day. I think decks are where it's at, honestly. For decks. sure. And I already know that you include like motion and gifs in your decks, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just knowing like decks. Who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, that's cool. If there's anyone who's listening to this podcast right now who is maybe a UX designer, freelancer, and they're just like going through some major struggles, like don't know where to start. They're super overwhelmed. They're like, I need to be on Instagram, need to be on YouTube, need to build my resume, like need to build my portfolio. Where would you like tell them to start? Wait a minute. So they're a freelancer already? Yes. So they have a skill, but they just don't know where to apply it. They don't know where to apply it. Yeah. Um... I think well, I love creatives.com. <laughs> was that were you trying to like lay me up? No, no, no. I actually, I actually <laughs> wasn't, but that's like a good layup. But you know, yeah. Is that how you say that? Um, so I, I, I think the portfolio is like the number one thing. Um, but I also feel like the okay portfolio for sure because if you don't have any work, like there's nothing, and nobody can help you. Mm-hmm. But then two. I think people are so like, I think people forget how much word of mouth happens with freelancing Mm -hmm. and you have to kind of go out there and like get your numbers, get your funnel. Yeah. Because like for the, you know, a hundred people that you tell that you're a Squarespace freelancer or whatever freelance, UX freelancer, um, maybe only one of those people are going to be your clients, right? So mm-hmm. you just need to maximize that amount. And I think I love Paul Graham essays. Mm. I thought you were going to say Paul Weaver. I'm like, chill. I, and I love Paul Weaver. <laughs> Paul Graham, check him out. Damn. <laughs> Yo, I, I, do we need a dolphin with that one? Sheesh. So Paul Graham wrote this essay called Do Things That Don't Scale. And it was just like a reminder that going out and like one by one meeting people and finding your client, your potential client and like literally talking to them is going to take you further than trying to figure out your Instagram or your social thing. Mm -hmm. You'll do that eventually. Right. But like just expand your network. Wow. You know, because like when I, I did an audit on my first year as a freelancer and I'd say that like 50, well, 100% 100% were from people, it was a word of mouth. But 50% came from uh, me going to events, me like reaching out to people and asking them for coffee. And I wasn't anybody at this time too, you know? So, and then the other 50% were uh, like two or three, like I would call them my growth angels or my recommendation angels. Wow, that's cool. They're just the kind of people that just know everyone and want to tell mm-hmm. you 
that they know everyone. They get VIP everywhere. Those people, like they are like 50% of my revenue. Wow. Because they just help you out. So you have to find those people, but you can't just be like, you know, you have to actually ha- be friends with them. Exactly. <laughs> be human about it. Yeah. I like that you touched on funnel. Yeah. Because I think, I don't know, for me, that was like really hard to understand at first because I thought if I have a beautiful website and I'm posting consistently, uh-huh. I'm going to get business. But no, the funnel is important because it's what happens after that inquiry comes through. And um, I think it's cool to hear kind of that feedback from you because it mimics what we kind of believe in when it comes to like freelancers that are trying to get noticed and <laughs> into the scene. Yeah. It's way more than a portfolio. You got to be likable. You got to network. Um, you got to walk into rooms where your potential clients are. Yeah. The decision makers. That was good. But, you know, Neil Gaiman, right? Mm-hmm. He said this on this graduating speech and I was like, this is sick. And he was like, if you want to be a good freelancer, you just have to do two of these three things. One is be on time, be fun or nice to work with, um, and or do good work, do really good work. Wow. But you only have to do two of the three. But it's all based on work. That's like, good. Like you gotta have work. Mm-hmm. So just that's a good blueprint. You know? Yeah. That's a mic drop for anyone who's Sheesh. looking to take some action. Now. <laughs> Dang. I just took that from Neil Gaiman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, credit was given though. Credit was given. Well, you heard it here. So source noted. Um, Puno, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Where can people find you? Obviously, I love creatives, yeah. but where would you like to send people if they want to go somewhere and P- check you out? Puno dos. Trace on Instagram. I like that. My last name is not Dose Trace. <laughs> a lot of people think that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, we really appreciate your time coming here. We're at a peer space that we rented last minute. And um, to be honest, it's just like cool to be in front of you because we both follow you online. And I know there's other listeners that are kind of tuning in and they're like, freaking love Puno. Oh, and also yeah. through the mic, yeah. you're a very like, you're awesome online, but in person, you're, you're like your true authentic self yeah. just as much as online. Just as much as so, online. So um, thanks for being real. Yay. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Puno. Cool. Bye. Adios. Adios.